The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 117, recorded October 12th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of this podcast, I guess you'd call it, right? Podcast, right? The other half is Michael Diaz. The other half, the uh, the part of the smash and subscribe. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, I'll say that later. Um, so, full transparency, friends and listeners out there, this is a tough show to put together today because there's just not a lot going on, and you know it's kind of the calm before the storm, before things start to hit, like you know Marvel and Dune and everything like that. So. Our main topic today, that which we'll get to later, is basically what are we looking forward to the most before the end of the year, by the end of the year. So that's what we'll be talking about a little bit later, but we're going to jump right into the news because Michael's all about the news. And how you doing? I didn't even ask you. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I'm going on vacation after this, so I'm doing it really great, actually. That's why you're trying to rush through this. Like you're leaving tonight? No, 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 no. Just we don't leave till tomorrow afternoon. We got plenty of time. I don't even know where you're going. I'm going to Portland, Oregon for one week. Oh, nice. So the hub of COVID at one time that started this whole thing. Well done. Yeah, but now they're uh, they're one of the most hardcore cities right now. They're uh, still on a mask mandate, and um, they require not the city or the state, but like individual businesses have all kind of. Uh, work together and they have instituted a vaccine uh, vaccination card requirement to get into most places. Well, got your card? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Got it right next to my passport. Nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Have you been to Portland before? No, but you're going to check out our favorite comic shop? I have to. Well, actually, that's the reason why we're going there. It's a vacation slash um, our previous uh, Kybercast guest. Yeah, that's Michael awesome. Michael Ring is getting married. Oh, nice. Yeah. Guess Proprietor any- of Bridge City Comics, who's been on our podcast twice now. Right. We'll have to bring him back, too. See if he's different after he's married. Well, this <laughs> is his kidding. second marriage. Well, that doesn't mean he's not going to change. <laughs> what if she doesn't like comics? He's kind of fucked. Oh, I think she knew. I... I, I <laughs> She likes comics. I mean, I, I think at this point she knows. I mean, okay. if you're going to get married to a guy that owns a comic book store, I think you got to make that assumption he's into comics. Yeah, I would think so. Actually, I think that may be how they met. Nice. Yeah. But she's into comics. I know her and I are big fans of uh, that Greg Ruka um, comic, uh, Lazarus. So... We, we've traded uh, suggestions back and forth. Cool. Well, I know this weekend here in the Michigan area, I'll say Detroit area because, I don't know, everything within two and a half hours is Detroit area to me. So, uh, as Detroit Comic Con. 
which is chock full of stars and stuff, unlike the Grand Rapids Comic Con, which I like, but just can't seem to pull some of the bigger people. Um, some years they can, but this year is all wonky. Yeah, I mean, COVID, like, and I think they, well, they had an earlier one too, which is weird, like not even a month ago or something. Like at the end oh, yeah. of August, there was that summer thing, which, anyways. But yeah, it was, everything's everything's still not normal yet. No, no. But if you're in the Michigan area and you're close to Detroit, uh, you can go see plenty of stars at the Detroit Comic Con. Which they're not giving us anything for that, but you know, it's what we do here. We 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 give out the news. <laughs> All right, jump into the jump into the, to news number one, the disco one. The disco. Saint, I am a fan of disco. You had Saint Disco on there. Is that what? Is there a new what's Saint, Saint Disco? What's Saint Disco? <laughs> Star Trek Discovery season mm. four trailer came out this last this week, in fact, a couple days ago. But by the time everyone hears this, it's going to be a few days ago. I watched it. I you know, it does its job. It's a trailer. It looks exciting. Others, uh, I don't know. I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the show. I really liked season three. I like the time jump. I like it. I don't tend to like prequel series. This one was all right. But the fact that they jumped into the future, I like that undiscovered country, if you will. Because I've gone over this a thousand times, but prequels, you can do whatever you want, but you know certain people are not going to die because they have to be alive when you get to the current time or whatever. You know, you got to connect the dots. At some point, it's got to connect back to you know, the original series and everything else. So, I, you know, the story doesn't look any different than other things. Like I don't see anything, but it's a pre it's a trailer. We're not seeing the whole story. What scares me is this show looks like it got cheaper. Like the lighting looks, the lighting looks flatter. Things look thinner. It doesn't look as polished and as finished as the other series. I feel like this doesn't look as good. Really? See, yeah. Now, I'm not looking at it from a photographer's or graphic artist's eye like probably you are. But one of the first things I noticed is the uniform change. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't, I, I usually, yeah, I noticed that too, but it wasn't like bad. I think like everything looks flat, but the, the, some of the effects, and maybe because they're not finished yet, it's a trailer. Maybe they're not, you know, fully resed out or whatever. Right. Um. So lighting may not be like lighting. This looks more. Like I've seen video games with better renders with than what I saw on this. We're only a month out, maybe five <laughs> weeks out. So who knows? Well, here's okay. I've probably said this before. Here's my issue with Discovery and its ilk is that it's not, and it's never going to be like this again. But it's not next generation. Or Voyager or Deep Space Nine. Well, they can't. They can't do that many episodes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they used to, and because they had so many episodes, whether it was to save money or not, they had to write mm-hmm. character pieces, right? Right. Which are I great. Mean, they are great. I mean, one of my favorite things about Next Generation, especially the latter seasons, is the love triangle between Deanna Troy, Worf, and William Riker. Now, obviously, Riker gets the girl because they get married, and we saw them in Picard. But they did have a bit of a triangle there, and it was interesting. And it was, you know, that whole 
intrapersonal relationships you get caught up on. And I don't know, you could do so many different threads uh, and beats throughout a season of 26 episodes, which I get it. Most network shows are now down to 22, maybe 20 episodes. Discovery, you get what? 10 to 14 episodes. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the show. But after four seasons, we've probably seen what it was equal to two full seasons of Next Generation. Because these seasons are so much shorter, It they've revolved, they not revolved, they've evolved or devolved, if you will, into the major threat of the, of the season. And it's really kind of like an extended movie. And yeah. then that's your story. That's it. And they, and if they try to shoehorn the story in between. Right. Well, Which, that being said, okay, if they make smaller or less episodes, but then where does the money go? Like, like I think this one, this one's feels cheaper. It just feels it could be wrong. It could be wrong. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll I'll watch it. I won't. I'll probably won't be day one. Like, oh my god, I can't wait for this. To, but I'll 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 probably watch it. Since we have this okay. show. Since we have this show. <laughs> well, you don't hate it, but you're not. No, I don't. Hate I don't it. think you're you're a fan. I mean, I hate. Car- not- I liked season two. I love season two. I thought season two was great. Yeah, I think it was the best of all of it so far. The Spock year, the Spock one, maybe because of Spock. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, so does that mean you're still still super psyched for uh, mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all of them, yeah. Over the over the Picard one because I don't know. I don't like the. We talked about it before. I'm not. Like, I don't want to see San Francisco. I don't fucking care about San Francisco and how it looks right now. I want to see a sci-fi I show. I get it. Um. Okay. Moving on. Picard's not real. No, he's not. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Do it. Next one. Big news in the comic book world. Superman is gay. No, bisexual, no. sorry. Superman, Superman is bisexual. Superman. 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 Now, kind of buries the lead a little bit. It's a little bit of a bait and switch. Because let's face it. Just saying that Superman is bisexual, that's going to get you headlines, right? And that's exactly what they did. But if you're a comic book fan, you know, for the last eight months now, Superman is currently John Kent, who is Cal-El's 17-year-old son. Superboy. No, he's Superman. Well, he was, was he Superboy at one point? Is that who Superboy uh, was? That's what I'm asking you. I don't think so. So who was Superboy? Somebody out, somebody new out of nowhere. You know, I I can't say I know. On Titans, it's a it's a uh, Connor Kent. Con, no, Connor something. I don't know if it's Kent, but it's he's a, a clone. Clone of between him and Lex Luthor, Superman, Lex yes. Luthor. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I haven't been following DC much the last few years, so. I don't know where Connor exists or if he still exists because he's one of those characters that, you know, after they rebooted the universe, 52. he disappeared. Yeah. And kind of like uh, Wally West, but now Wally West is back and yada, yada, yada. So I really don't know. I just know that the Superman 
from the new 52 or not the mm-hmm. new 52 from whenever they rebooted the universe a few years ago, or almost 10 years ago now. Right. Um, when they rebooted the universe, that Superman's dead. And this Superman is one that came, I don't know, from another reality, from before crisis. I don't know. It's all a mess. All I know is that a Superman's son. So you get the headlines, but it's not the Cal Al that, you know, it's not the Superman you know. That makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. Okay. Good. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, is it is it going to change the character's uh, – is it going to become fundamentally part of the character or is it just something to sell a comic book? Is it pandering or is it actually going to be fundamental to the character? It's it's hard to say, you know. It, it's – I don't know. But you have to admit, you know, there, there are phases when people are like, is Superman even relevant anymore? And there are arguments for and against, and sometimes, yes, you can, you know, you're like, oh, Superman, he's just a Boy Scout. How boring is he? So I can kind of see how this is, you know, making Jonathan Kent, or not Jonathan, sorry, John Kent. Yeah, big difference. Yes. Uh, making John Kent, who, you know, the, the younger, much younger, and current Superman, who is also bisexual, it is a way to kind of reinvent Superman without destroying what came before. So everyone can be happy. But no one's going to be happy. Well, some people are happy. Some people are not happy. No matter what, anytime you make a change, I mean. Well, this is a new character. So I, you know, we had it prior to and that's fine. My question is, what about making that decision is fundamentally going to be part of his character? Is it just to sell this comic to get people or is it going to be, will there be relationships? I assume they're going to go down those roads. Otherwise, why say it? Oh, yeah. He has a relationship with a, a a character that's already was established as a friend. That's apparently there's going to be a romantic scene in the issue that comes out in November. Okay. You know, like I said, I'm all for representation. Uh, This doesn't bother me, but then again, I know I don't want to say the real Superman, but Cal Al is still around. He's now with the authority. Um, and then, but now, they didn't change Super, Superman. They changed. They have this new character. That's fine. Yes, but he's currently Superman. Whatever. That's. I, I get it. But it, 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 Superman's always Kal El. I don't give a shit what they write and what they say. Like it's that's who the character is. That's fundamental. Just like you know, just the way it is for me. <laughs> I'm sure you know. You can call me old. You can call me angry old man or whatever. <laughs> Kal El Superman. That's 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 it. Full stop. What. It goes back to something Stan Lee said. Comics have to present the illusion of change. And yes, the headlines and all that, it, it is a change. But it's not a change to the Superman that you and I know. It's like this for me. Sam is Captain America now. But he's never the Captain America. In the movies, yes, correct. In the movies, because Sam was Captain America in the comics as well. Yeah, but now it's back but, to Steve Rogers. It, but he's it's not going to shift back. It'll shift back, but it's not Captain America proper in terms of like Steve Rogers was the embodiment, and that's what it was. He's taken the mantle, but if you're telling me that Kal El is still around somewhere, then he's Superman. <laughs> if he's still around in the thing, he's Superman. Right, I get it. Like you know. 
how many people have been Batman? You know, Azrael became Batman for a while. Uh, I don't know how many times Dick Grayson's been Batman, right? Yeah. Um, or Alfred, Alfred probably at one point, just like in the- <laughs> I don't know, but Commissioner Gordon was Batman for a while in a mech suit. So, but who is Batman right now? Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It's always, at the end of the day, people are going to associate that together, but Batman is an idea. Right. And now it might be years. I mean, look at even like, even on the other side of the street with Marvel, you know, for years, Jane Jane Foster was Thor. But now Thor Odinson is back to being Thor. Right. But we're going to see this in the movies too. Just like how we see... Sam is currently Captain America, you know. Which I would love so, to see a Batman Beyond, either DC series or film. I, I dug that. Did you watch the animation show? I didn't. It was good. It was really good. Bruce Wayne being good things. People being that super, love Batman, Beyond super old. Really Batman. It was good. I liked that. Like, oh, this is a cool take. Like, what happens when Batman gets too old? Like, what do you do? How does the idea live on? What do you, you know, you know. But it was cool because it was future set. It was like, okay, people do age, you know. Right. It was. I just dug that idea. That concept was good. Superman, we don't know if he ages the same. For some reason, he aged really quick to be a man, but we don't know what happens after that. Exactly. Because he didn't age too He's much. Alien, dude. Dark, Dark Knight Return, the Dark Knight Returns. He didn't really age as much as Batman did, put it that way. Or break down, I guess, is a better way to say it. Right. Because he's Superman. Well, I mean, that's cool. Cool, interesting take. I'm glad it's a new character. When I first read Michael's news, I thought it said Jonathan Kent. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Don't make. Or well, it would be weird to make Superman's dad bisexual all of a sudden. Well, that's what I mean. It's like that would have been like really going in a different angle. Well, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe you know he's know. late in huh. life and he decided, you know, I've been living a lie. Who knows? Smallville pushed right. down. Right. All right. Move on to the next. Which is an interesting one. This one's a fun one. Yeah. So Catherine Hahn, which who everyone, just about, I can't say everyone, but I would say near universal acclaim as Agatha Harkness mm-hmm. in WandaVision. Well, Disney's no dummy. They just gave her her own spinoff show. Yeah. And it's no about idea. Agatha, right? Right. It's supposed I mean, to be a comedy? You no idea what it's going to be about other than Agatha. I mean, how can it not be a comedy with her? Right. But that's all we know right now is that it's coming to Disney Plus. She gets a spinoff show. She was great. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, Catherine Hanna, I haven't seen anything she's been bad in, but she's never really been the spotlight, right? Right. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Right. And how it ties in to everything else. Yeah. Yes. Um, maybe it's, you know, maybe this is not WandaVision season two. It's now we're going to move it to her side of the story. And maybe that will lead back. Maybe WandaVision, Wanda will be back in this somehow. Maybe we'll get a bit of a prequel to find out more. And in that, in doing that, we're going to find out more about magic and maybe it'll yeah. have insights. This is obviously going to come out after the Doctor Strange movie. So maybe we'll have some more insights into magic after that. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm all for it. You? Yeah, me too. Yeah, of course. Right now, Marvel hasn't failed me other than some what if stuff. I get it. And you know, you're not alone. Uh, I've Some of our listeners have reached out. Um, 
and I think one of them, Scott, I think he said, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, same with uh, Michael. Um, I'm not using their last names in case they don't want right. you know, to be identified. But I think I am in the minority. I really liked What If, but I think the general consensus is meh. But that the last two episodes helped elevate the show a bit. For sure. But for the most part, I think people were like, eh, all right. Oh, you know and what's I, news? I you know what's that. news, Michael? Oh, man, we'll get to it in our OG this week. <laughs> I'll bring it up. I have to, I'm going to type it in there because um, I think we need to talk about that. But go ahead. Well, that's it. Um, that's all I had to say about what if. I had one more piece of news. I don't know if you can see it in our notes because I added it late. But there was another trailer this week for another sci-fi spaceship show, and that would be The Expanse Season 6 is coming to Amazon Prime. Okay. Which I, I have to admit, I am like three seasons behind now. I tried watching first season. I've got so much other stuff. I just didn't, it didn't hold my attention. I'm not going to lie to you. The first season was a struggle for me. And you're a like, hardcore sci-fi guy. I'm not. I'm yeah, a sci- fantasy, so. I, uh, I really. I am big. It, like, basically, I think I got into it because I had a bunch of free time and I had nothing else to do. So I, like, chewed through 10 episodes in no time or however, maybe five episodes or something. Mm-hmm. So that got me back into it. That said, season two was an improvement and then season three was an improvement on season two. But then. It switched to Amazon, I think. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just, I kind of lost track of it. And I'm like, I need to get back does, to that. So does Amazon have all the seasons now or is it split oh, yeah. between? Okay. Yeah, they own it now. So. Okay. I just, uh, sometimes it's daunting. You're like, oh man, I've got like 40 hours so of television to watch. I know. It's stupid. Like, when? When am I going to do that? But then I just, you know. We'll get into this in a minute, but then I dropped, you know, four hours within the last couple of days. Well, I was just going to, you know, we can just jump into it because I have no comment on the expanse anyways, but other than it's news and it's coming out, um, I always say like, I have so much time. I don't have enough time to do this. And then all of a sudden I watched a couple episodes of the squid game and then Michelle and I finished it in two nights. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have time to watch why, right. but I'll suddenly take nine hours to watch. Squid well, to be game. fair, I watched the first 35 minutes of why before this podcast. What? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, what, what was the last time you tried Daredevil that I've asked for the last year and a half? Out of time. Season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay. I, I will watch Daredevil at some point, but uh, in my defense, why is much more timely right now to our listeners than Daredevil? I think you have until approximately, oh, January 6th, the November, uh, January 6th, 2024 to watch. Because I think. That's where the next president is allegedly taking whatever wow. <laughs> the world falls apart at the next election. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you spent, I, it's not quite nine hours, but you probably spent a good, what, eight hours watching Squid Game then? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I got to tell you, uh, the dubbing was actually really good. Like the characters that play the dubbings. I'm not, are you watching it with, with subtitles or are you watching the I'm watching, watching Doug. Yeah, not bad. Um, the writing's really good on this. Like where it, where it ends, you'll see how it how how things work out. Um, 
but there's some really things that are taught that are shown to you at the beginning. You're like, Oh, right. If I just paid attention. Um, good show. Oh, one of those? I love that stuff. Really good show. I think it's, uh, you can see why it's funny how Netflix somehow finds these zeitgeist movies. It like gets into the zeitgeist and you're like, everybody somehow has to watch it. And everybody kind of knows about it. You know, or at least oh. the people in your, it's like, oh, did you watch school? What? And then all of a sudden everybody's like, I got to put this on. And now you, you can get the squid game Halloween costumes at Amazon. You can pick what, you know, what, you know, you want square triangle circle, the red outfits and shit like that. Well, for Halloween. Netflix isn't stupid. They, they, went, they also announced this week, this partnership with Walmart. So yeah, you can get the costumes from squid game at Walmart. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah, no, you're right. But, but how did they know right. it was going to be a hit? Cause it was a hit already in Korea. I'm guessing sometimes things don't translate. Well, I would love to see the algorithms for Netflix. How they like, is it, it can't be just dumb luck because every so often, like, okay, last year, the big thing was, you know, Tiger King, right? Yeah. This is nothing like that, but also it's part of the zeitgeist. I mean, my 68-year-old right. mother said, ooh, is this something I'd be into? Because obviously she's heard about it. And I said, right. no, Mom. It's probably like on the Today Show, they probably said something like, you know, this right? is taking a The thing is, though, is like they're spending a lot of money doing all this stuff, and I've done watching it. Two days, done. I won't even think about it until it comes out again. So they're not getting the weekly talk. No. But you know what? I, I don't think they care because it we've said it many times, and Shaylee, who is also of our generation, agrees, that I like having the one episode a week because it allows time for us to digest it, yep. to talk about it. Like we I suggested to you, and you as you know, maybe we should talk about Squid Game, but you've watched it all. I've only watched four episodes, and that's right. the whole thing with Netflix, they just yeah. dump it. Yeah. So to, we can talk about it more when you finish it, because I don't want you to get you know lose the thing. I will say this though: I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stranger Things season four will be weekly. I think they'll drop the first two episodes, and I think they're going to go weekly. Well, I'll say this: um, Hulu. I don't know how long they've been doing this because I haven't watched a lot of Hulu originals, but I'm watching Why, and I'm watching you know Only Murders in the Building, mm-hmm. and both of them. They dropped the first three episodes of the series or season. And then from then on, they were weekly. And I think that's a really smart way to do it because you drop enough for people, you know, like, like, oh, now you've piqued my interest by giving me. Right. When you've got like a a Marvel property, right? And you know that they're going to watch. There's no reason to drop it. But if you've got a new property, like a squid game. Like you've having that, you, you got to find out what's next and dropping three episodes and then maybe holding it. What is a smart way to do it? Cause you'll, you'll hold on. Yeah. That'd be a good way to do it. Right. Well, I fully admit even squid game, the first episode is a slow burn and then you get to that yeah. last 15 minutes. You're like, wow. Yeah. But then they pull it back that second episode Yeah. and it's a slow episode again, but you we- have to have that episode. Yep. And then from there, it launches back into it, and then it's a roller coaster again. Yeah, it's crazy show. It's violent for those you know don't watch it with your kids. Like it's a, it is striking, and it is, um, it's great. Just great, great play on things. So we'll, we'll, when Michael finishes that, we'll wrap that one up. Um, so we don't want to spend too much time on that. 
so that was my one of my uh, geeks this week. I did go to the theater. I did, I did go to see No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. Uh, oh, was it? The first half is fantastic, great writing. The second half is crap. Wow. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little more. Um, everybody I went with really enjoyed it. I did not like the second half. I thought it was sloppy. Uh, I thought that they as part of the first half. They, uh, I, I'm not gonna give too many spoilers here because I don't know who's seen or not. But the villain was irrelevant. Basically, wow. it came out of nowhere. Like, what? Why is this person even around? Like, who is this? Um, so the you know, if you don't have a great villain for Bond, it just doesn't go strong. It's just not gonna work. They can't all be octopusy. <laughs> no, no. But I, so- you know, before I before I went to see this, I watched Casino Royale again, and I think it's probably the best Bond film that's ever been made. It's so good, top to bottom. You know, the uh, Daniel Craig Casino Royale, right? Correct. Signature. Yeah. yeah, and just, probably the be- in my opinion, the best Bond film made, and it just didn't live to that. And I think they could have. Um, I have no problem with the you know they're. There's some people that are upset that there's another. You see this in the preview, so this is not uh, spoiler. There's a 007 that happens to be a female. Yep, because well, he's retired. I mean, that's again not right. ruining anything. That's all. Right. That's all in the trailer. He's retired, right. and right. someone else has the 007. Yeah, right, and that's totally fine. Like that's a, that's not a problem. Um. So I I think it's just a shame that they. Uh, they went, it just didn't finish the way it started. Well, shoot. I need to go, I need to go find Spectre, watch that, and then come watch this because I have a friend who is a Bondophile. And I think that first 24 to 36 hours, he had seen it three times. And I've seen some other, other friends of mine have said it is the bookend casino at Royale in this movie are the bookends and it's one of the best bonds ever. So I'm surprised by your reaction. That said, I can't speak to it because I'm, I'm two films behind, but I find it very curious. And now I, I'm more, I'm more intrigued to see it myself because I want to see what I think now. Right. It, it the beginning, I really, really liked it. Right. But it just didn't pay off for me. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> um anyways and then another geek this week for me uh titans still working on that i thought the last episode that i just watched was one of the better ones um it's kind of getting to that climax uh this is a good season like i i think this is actually a better season than than the most of them because uh, it's sticking to a story where the other ones kind of went here and here and there and it got a little more um, they're stronger with story here and not as much with the drama that the CW shows kind of have. Do you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. Let's face it. The CW shows are soap operas. Yeah. With superheroes. Well, listen, all shows are soap operas. Right. But I mean, the Marvel universe is one giant soap opera. It's just presented to you in a different way, that little tighter way. Like they're all drawn. Like right. we all want to see what happens next. To me, that's what a soap opera is or, you know, a serial is just a cooler way of saying soap opera, <laughs> you know, the flash Gordon serial. It's just, you know, 
it's just not all soap opera just implies all romance but basically at the end of the day that's all this is it's a soap they're all soap operas uh, okay what about your geeks this week Joe you'll be happy to know that I finally opened up my copy of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order yeah it's so fun it's easy I, huh no not even a little bit <laughs> I I may have cursed a few times playing that game. I, oh my God. I, so there are four settings, right? I think four difficulty settings. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick the absolute easiest because I'm like, I don't want to just walk through this game. No, I'm the, I I think I did two or three. I think two. I did two and it's still not easy. (laughs) No. It does. You really got to think in that hologram map, you really have to look at it and see where you've been. And like, sometimes you're like, yep. Oh fuck! Did I gotta you, go on the other side did, of the map because I yep. didn't open that room. Yep. And did you get to like? You said you couldn't beat a monster. Was the last time you texted me? Yes, and I still haven't because well, I found out. Yeah, I actually watched you first. On. Yeah, yeah. You have to do other things first. Yes, that was part started. of the issue. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you that, <laughs> but I've, I remembered now that I had you had to go get a couple of. Um, attributes because you had to finish some things to get some attributes to, yes. to, to pause and stuff like that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Still haven't beat the monster, even though I have the stim things and the yep. extra abilities. Uh, the video I watched, they made it seem so easy. Oh, you just hang out in the hallway uh-huh. the cave, and then you come out and attack it. I'm like, I still die almost every time. <laughs> so I'm going to try. I had to take a break <laughs> because I got mad. I'm like, how many fucking times are we going to play this battle? So I, I set it down. I was like, I got to set it down. I got to walk away. Now, one cool thing. I think I only paid 15 bucks for the game, which totally worth it already. But I, here's one complaint I have. Not about the game. This is in general. The um, So I got the disc version of the PS5. Now, when I have the PS4, which I still have, if you had a disc, well, everyone had a disc. I have a disc, yeah. Right. Everyone, I'm sorry. Yeah, the PS4 all came with a disc drive, optical drive. But I bought the disc, right? So mm-hmm. on the PS4, if you bought a game with a disc, you'd pop it in. And there may have done, they may have done some updates since the game came out to fix some stuff. And would have to download those. But it still basically played the game from the disc. Right. The PS5 does not. You put a game in, it will not play it off the disc. It only lets you copy it to the drive. Wow. So you have to play the game, which I get it. Is it faster that, though? Does it play better because it doesn't have to spin? Exactly. Because yeah. it's our, you know, it's the drive, drive on the yeah, yeah. on the on the yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's SSD. Yeah. But you don't have an option to play you have to copy it over. So I wanted to play it and it's like, oh well, do you want to copy it over? I'm like, well, I want to play it now, not in an hour. Or however <laughs> long it takes to right. Play. But then the silver lining to this was I popped in and says, do you want to copy this over? Or there's an upgraded version you get for free for having the PS5. Do you want that one? But then I yes, had to download uh, of it. Of course. Oh, yes, I want the upgraded version. Yeah, so I downloaded the upgrade, but I was like, well, I, I can't play the game that, right now. I think mine did that too on the Xbox. There's an upda- updated or upgraded one. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. It's super geeky, uh, but it's fun. It's, it's good Star Wars lore. I'm kind of kicking myself for not playing more Star Wars games. I'm really enjoying it. Cool. I think I mean, it's a fun I, I game. I can't beat that fucking monster, but... 
So I, I added one thing to your your geek this week because I noticed that you watched Venom, but you didn't put it in your geek this week. I, you know, every time we come to do these geek this week, let's face it, I'm a huge nerd, Joe. Right. I I do so much geek stuff. I really should have a log. Like every time I do something geeky, I should write it down for the podcast. I, you're right. I did see Venom, and I thought it was okay. That was okay. Well, I mean, what? Well, tell me what you your as you watched it, like. Well, it's I don't know. It's going to sound terrible. I I didn't. Okay, so I'm a comic book geek, so I know where Venom came from, and a big reason why Venom I feel was so popular initially was his being the nemesis of Spider-Man. Right. And I mean, for those that don't know, um, Venom obviously was, is a symbiote and, you know, tried to attach himself to Peter Parker and take over. Peter ended up getting it off of him by going into a bell tower and ringing the bell. And he thought he killed Venom that way. We find out later, I think it's in Spider-Man 300, you find out that a piece of Venom still existed. And as it so happened, Eddie Brock was downstairs praying because his life had gone to shit. And he hated Peter Parker, too, because he blamed Peter for ruining his life. Like, Eddie Brock, I think, was a photographer. And we used to sell his stuff to the Daily Planet all the time, too. Or Daily Bugle, sorry. Daily Planet is Spider-Man. Or Superman. The Daily Bugle... And after Peter Parker started doing that and how he had all these exclusive pictures of Spider-Man, Eddie Brock kind of lost his job. And so his way of dealing with it was lifting iron and pumping weight, right? Mm-hmm. So Eddie became this huge guy. And then when he attaches, when Venom finds him and attaches to him, they both want to take out Peter Parker. So they have this combined thing and Venom's huge. And I love that origin story, right? And this one, it's just like, Random space alien that we found. That, that's missing something for me. And I, I guess yep. maybe if you didn't know all that stuff, like, well, if I like, didn't know it, so maybe Michelle I would didn't know that, right? Michelle didn't know that. She loved it. She she thought Venom right. was one of her. But I come with baggage, right? We, we all do. Well, all of us in this sphere. Yes. Right. So that's fine. But, and you know, and this is a criticism I, may, I make of even Marvel. You know, it seems a lot of first films, a great example of this is the first Ant-Man. The, there's the good guy just becoming a hero, and he takes on basically a mirror version of him or herself. Even the first Iron Man was like that with Iron Monger, right? Right. And I'm like, wh- why does it have to be another Iron whatever? I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Iron Man, but why does it always have to be like a mirror? So this is Venom, who is a symbiote, against another Venom-type creature at the end of the movie. Which, okay, whatever. But, I don't know. So The dialogue between the two, it's... it's God, I'm going to sound like an elitist piece of shit. But, <laughs> so, uh, the, and we call that Tuesday, recording time. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
sophomoric humor has its place, but there yeah. was a lot of that. I mean, right. This is this is you know middle school boy humor, right? Yeah, I think you're catching on what I didn't like either. Okay, like I said, it's it's fine. But, I didn't. But why does it work it. for like like Guardians of the Galaxy? For some reason, it works. Like you know, Rocket and stuff, but it just it just feels weird here. It just it just it feels not as well written. Well, with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's tongue in cheek, right? So. You know, you know, it's it's done with like a wink and a nudge, right? If that makes sense. Well, I mean, like I'm gonna need this, this is I need that guy's eye, and then, right. <laughs> and then later on, it's like I didn't really need it. I just wanted to see if I could get it, right? <laughs> or whatever. That's funny, but I right. mean, yes, and there's yes, it's just written better. There. But it's it is just it's just a better take on it, I guess. Yes, I agree 100. percent So, like I said. You know, I, I had talked to some people that were excited to see the second one, you know, um, Let There Be Carnage, and they were excited for it. And they said, oh, man, I love the first Venom. And I'm not going to lie, there were a lot of those people. The critics did not give this movie a great rating. I think it's around 30-some, 30, 30-40%. Mm-hmm. But it made, like, almost a billion dollars, right? It made a billion dollars. Okay, a billion dollars. Billion dollars. Right. I don't Nomad know. Nomadland didn't do that. Nomadland didn't make a billion dollar. Well, no, no, <laughs> no, it did not. Um, I, like I said, it's fine. Am I going to watch it again? No. Uh, will I tell someone you should see Venom? I won't. I'll be like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the person. Like if there's someone who I know likes that kind of humor and stuff. Yeah, go ahead and watch it. And maybe that's it. Maybe, like I said, I don't want to sound like this superior snob. Probably do. It's just not for me, if that makes sense. Right. It was fine. Right. I wanted it to be better because I think the character's cool. Just didn't, it just, I just feel like it could be, and, and you have one of the best actors playing him. I love, I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. But also his portrayal of Eddie Brock was interesting too in that so he is this journalist you know a tv journalist that asks the hard questions right mm-hmm. and you get you get the impression that because of who he is you know he even goes against his orders basically from his boss and asks the hard questions of the bad guy who's played by Rizamad. i can't remember the name of the bad guy but anyway right. he was good he was all right he was fantastic but you know, he, he is that hard-hitting journalist that's always going to look for the truth no matter what. Right. But yet, I didn't – that's who he's supposed to be, but I don't feel like he was that guy. He was he was really mousy in a lot of ways. You know? Right. So, I mean, I, I don't want him to be the same person in every movie, but his depiction of Eddie Brock could have used a little bit – more of, uh, you know, um, Mad Max. A little bit more right. confidence. A little bit more, I don't, I don't want to say you know, the stereotypical male, but being the kind of journalist he is and how he charges forward to get the stories. I mean, they showed him in war-torn countries and stuff like that. And right. Always trying to find the answer. That's not the character we saw playing Andy Brock as Venom. Right. So... All in all, it's fine. 
mean, what, what, I know you saw it a while ago, but what was your reaction? I, I know you didn't love it. But. It's fine. It just it was it was very typical of a movie, like of a superhero movie, and like let's make an equal villain at the end. And, and basically, I guess that's why I'm worried about number two. I'm like, well, what's different between Carnage and then the guy he just fought in the first one? They're just another symbiote. It's like exactly like why what's 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 the difference between two and one then? He just fights another one of another symbiote. Like, I don't get it. Like why, you know, yes, you can see cool action and stuff like that, but I don't understand the writing, I guess. Right. And, you know, I watched it and I waited for that, you know, mid credit scene. And I'm like, Oh, this the, is, yeah. yeah, this is not foreshadowing. This is, uh, what's the word I'm hoping. For? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, tele telegraphing. It's not foreshadowing. It's telegraphing. Yeah. We already know. We know we're going to get the exact same movie next, just with Woody Harrelson in a terrible wig. Right. So. And everything I've heard, again, I can't diss the second movie because I haven't seen it yet. But basically, I've seen a lot of reviews saying, well, if you like the first one, you're going to get that. You're just going to get more of that in the second film. So. If that, I'm not, you know me, I'm trying not to judge, but. Okay. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, <laughs> I didn't love the first one. So if it's just going to be more of that in the second one, my expectations are not one. high. No, I, I agree. Okay. All right. Well, we've ripped through some things in news uh, longer than I thought, which is. I don't know why I always think we're like, <laughs> Yeah. So. I don't know why you ever worry about us having an episode because we don't know how to shut up. No, we don't. Um, but before we jump into our main topic, uh, hey, just going to make that Patreon announcement. If you'd like to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash kybercast and, you know, give us a little help. $3. What is it? Yeah. $1, $3 and $5 a month. Pick one. Different things um, can happen after that. But we would certainly love the help. Uh, so, you know, check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast. So let's move on to our main topic. We we kind of struggled today to figure out our main topic, but then I thought well, there's so much stuff coming out this fall and by the end of the year. I'm asking Michael, and Michael's asking me, what are you looking forward to the most between now and January 1st? Michael. Oh, God, there's so many things to pick from. You know what, for me... Don't get me wrong. Love the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Super excited for the book of Boba Fett. But that said, it's almost a known entity. Not quite. I mean, I, I realize that show is going to have its own voice. It's got its own characters. But we did see Boba Fett at least in a couple episodes. In yeah, but we don't know what this is going to be. That's fine. That's fine. I am excited for that. I'm very interested in that show. But it's not what I'm most excited for. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think for me, the show I'm most hyped about, or not, well, I give it away by saying it's a show. Yeah. When you first asked me, my first two thoughts were Dune, but I got to go with Hawkeye. Oh, wow. I didn't think you'd pick that. Me either, because I'm not even a Hawkeye fan. Really? Right. I mean, I like Hawkeye, don't get me wrong, 
But he's not my favorite Avenger. No, I don't know if he's my favorite, but I dig him a lot. He's he's us. He's the human. Yeah, but yeah, I, he's not. He's not my favorite Avenger. Right. He, I think he's ahead of Vision in my book. <laughs> so I liked Vision. Vision's fine, but I've never been a super big fan of Vision. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the the trailer, what we saw. I mean, again, it's Marvel, so there's going to be bits of comedy. I'm all for that. I'm really interested to see how Black Widow is going to tie into this because we've got Yelena coming after, mm-hmm. assuming that he's coming after Hawkeye or she coming after Hawkeye. Yes, uh, she. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I got. I, I think the reason I give this the nod is because, like I said. I'm sure I'm going to watch and love Book of Boba Fett just because, well, and on top of that, again, I'm I'm still surprised I said Hawkeye because Book of Boba Fett, the showrunner is Robert Rodriguez. I know. He's great. Yeah. Well, he can be great. I'll give him props. He did those kids movies with the spy kids. But you wanted to do for kids. Yeah. That's what they're for. Not for me. Right, exactly. I loved El Mariachi, and I loved Desperado. Didn't like the third movie in the franchise too much. Yeah, let me so, come, down to, come down to writing more than directing, I would assume. Exactly, but he he does writing too. Yeah, I mean, he just throws so, make your money. I I hear you. What about you? What I hear about you. you? It's a couple of things that clearly I'm waiting for Book of Boba Fett. Like that, I'm you know. I'm I'm the 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 flag carrying Star Wars person on the show, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking forward to that, you know, probably the most. The caveat is that thing's released December 29th, so technically it fits in 2021, but that's like episode one. <laughs> so that's really the beginning of 2022. So I'm gonna give that a caveat. Yes, of course, I'm probably looking forward to that the most, but I'm gonna actually call that a 2022 play. Um. I find myself torn between two. I think Dune is number one because I just hope it's really good so that there's a second half after putting all the time in the book. And it looks just visually amazing. Like it just looks great. But I'm really kind of jumping on the Eternals right now. And I don't know why. uh, I saw the the preview, the new preview at the uh, opening for James Bond. And it looked just looked spectacular on the screen. By the way, I know there's a lot going on. I know people want to feel safe. But just seeing a movie at the theater was just, it's just great. Like watching that bond movie, it made it, if I'd have watched it at home, I would have liked it a lot less uh, because there's something about that screen and that, you know, it was, it was great. It was at the downtown uh, theater as well, which is a really good one. Nice. Um, but when you saw the, when you saw the Eternals come on that screen, it was like, Whoa, this looks so much different than my YouTube on my phone. <laughs> you know, on the right. sound, you know, like, you know, even when you watch a preview, like most times I'm seeing previews on YouTube through my phone. Really, do I even watch it on my desktop? You know, so Eternals is kind of turning me around, but I, I think I'm going to go with Dune. Just because it like a, I think it's going to be, a, I, I hope it's just jaw droppingly great. I have a lot of expectation for it and I hope it, you know, it does well. Well, 
the pedigree of the director, I think, is there. Um, but here's the thing. I think your biggest thing is yes, you want you want it to be good, but you really already want a sequel, even though you haven't seen it. Well, I want right. the second half of the book. It's not that I want a correct. sequel. <laughs> correct. Correct. Point taken. You're correct. I'm worried that it is going to be fantastic. It is going to be the um, the seminal version of Dune put to screen because we've already had what the David Lynch from 84 and then the sci-fi channel had a, a mini series of it. I'm yeah, it's probably going to be the quintessential version of Dune half the book on the screen, but I'm afraid it's not going to make enough to justify the second part of the book. To I, be yeah. I don't see how it's going to play in China, which that's a big thing now i see it's already opening in spots throughout the world and it's coming to us here what in a week or two right and i see it's making money right i see i mean it's smart for them to release it in other parts of the world first because let's face it when it comes to the u.s it's going to be an hbo max which I, i i agree with you i think it's a film that Deserves to be seen in the theater. I think a lot of the power of the film will be lost. I don't care how good your home theater is at home. Right. I think it's going to be lost unless you see it in the theater. Right. But it's hard. I mean, Black Widow pretty much proved if you release it on streaming and in the theater, you're not going to get the numbers from the theater. You're just not. Right. Right now, Dune is at 117 million. It's made so far, and the budget was 165 million. Okay, so, so it's it pretty fair. That it's, it's pretty well. They haven't doubled it yet. No, no, no. Oh, basically, the break even is you take the budget, you double that for the marketing. Marketing, right? So, right. So you're looking it's, at it's, what, it's 330 million dollars. It's in 14 markets right now. So, so it needs to make basically another 200 million dollars to break even, and. I, do you think it can make two hundred million in the United States? Not with HBO streaming, I really don't. Right, I think it's right. Dune might be doomed, which is terrible. I mean, who knows? It might be a shitty movie. Doesn't look like it. Right. I mean, this director has done fantastic films already. I mean, the last film he did, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Critics lauded it, saying it's the perfect sequel to a movie that you can't make a sequel to. Right. Nobody saw it. At right. least, I'm sorry. Not enough people saw it to make money on it. Right. So, that's my concern. I'm, I'm like I said, I, I almost picked it. I had to go with Hawkeye. Um, just because... The reason I gave Hawkeye the nod because it's so unknown. It's all new. Right. I get that it's based on the comic, you know, and all blah, blah, blah. And it's characters we've seen before. Right. But I kind of have a sense of where Mandalorian, you know, and Boba Fett are going to go. I should say, I know, I think I have a sense of somewhere where Boba Fett's going to go. Right. And we, you know, hey, it's a year anniversary, actually, I think today, where we started our book club. Right. For Dune. 
Yeah, we were supposed so, to have seen it and everything by now, right? Right, exactly. We were supposed to see it last December. Right. That's why we took, what, October to yep. December. We took eight weeks to cover Dune so right. we could watch it in time for Christmas. And have a really good discussion over it, and it, that yeah. failed. Ten months later, well. You know what's funny? So, is you bring up you bring up anniversaries. This this December, I know you haven't watched these. It's the twentieth anniversary of the Fellowship of the Ring being released. Really, twenty years. Jesus, that came out when I was in my twenties. Yeah. Good lord, I'm old. <laughs> and it holds. You know, the funny thing is, is like that that came out. Um, people didn't necessarily know it was going to be a, the hardcore people that were Tolkien fans. Obviously, flooded the the. The, the show, but it ended up making 880 million worldwide 20 years ago. Two Towers then made 974 million, and The Return of the King was the second movie to top a billion behind Titanic, I believe. Um, and wow. talk about a good payday because it didn't cost that. They didn't that was all shot at once, right? So they consolidated the cost. Did they shoot all three back to back to back? They, yeah, they didn't stop. Smart. I mean, it's a huge risk. It was a huge risk. It was a. It was. It was crazy. They said they were nuts, they, but he shot the whole thing as one movie and pulled it all together as they worked on it. They didn't say, "Now we're shooting this." They just. They, they just. Yeah. It's an amazing, especially the making of that stuff is amazing. Just from that part of it alone, uh, nothing's ever been done like that. I mean, you're talking almost three billion dollars at the at the box office, not counting the video sales and all that later on in life, but. And that's, and that's 20 years ago. Right. So that's, that's, you know, money, you know, if you probably did it for inflation, it's probably closer to 4 billion now with, with what movies cost and whatnot at today's box office. So like Dune might be doomed, but I am looking forward to that, you know, to bring it back to the topic. I'm looking, I think I'm really looking forward to that because I really want it to succeed. I hope it's good. Um, I think Eternals will be good. Um. I'm sort of looking forward to the other stuff too. Like I want to see the Hawkeye series. Um, and I don't think Marvel has anything else coming out or do they this year? Series wise or. I think this year. Yeah. I think Hawkeye is it. We're still waiting to see Miss Marvel, which I'm assuming won't be till next oh, year. Oh, duh. Dude, we're missing a huge one. Oh my God. I'm going to have to redo this. Rethink this. Um, what are we missing? I'm. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Oh, that's, oh, shit. <laughs> that's a pretty big one. I may have to revise it. I Probably Spider-Man over Book of Boba Fett, because I know Book of Boba Fett, like I said, is, is 2022. But I'm, I mean, that that's going to be huge. That's how, do pretty, we, how do we miss Spider-Man? Well, again, it's December, but it is December 17th. That's the Christmas. This is the, the they took the the Star Wars release date, you know? Because hmm. Eternals is only like three weeks away or four weeks away. November, yeah. November 5th. God, it's almost November. Yeah. So mid October. So now that I said now that I said Spider Man, does it change your God, over Hawkeye? You know I Man, this is now Sophie's choice near, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you still doing or are you Spider Man now? I no, I think Spider Man takes precedent now that I, I that it would be Spider Man 
again, I take Book of Boba Fett off the table because I believe that's more 2022 because they're just kind of jiving the numbers with December 29th. Uh, so it'd be Spider-Man, Dune, and Eternals in that order, I guess. Fine. Gun to my head. Gun to your head. Spider-Man, Hawkeye. Mary, Mary Day Dune. or Kill? Was that? Is that the... Is that the, is that what the what is it? Is Mary that, fuck kill? Oh, that's right. Date. I was nicer about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, we we kind of just blew our whole <laughs> premise for the episode out of the water. <laughs> well, good catch though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't see how I pick anything other than Spider Man. Right, it's huge. It's like it's like a nexus point of the Marvel universe. Right yeah, like God, it, it, we're stupid. No, we caught it. <laughs> we caught it. <laughs> Our listeners, I, I wonder, I, I, it'd be fun to listen to this as uh, a listener. Just to what go, about Spider-Man, you idiots? What about Spider-Man? You, you idiots? You freaking forgot Spider-Man. Well, we didn't. And <laughs> we then didn't. we both picked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right. Okay. Good job, us. It's a good job. That's a good place to end it since... Uh... <laughs> We didn't have much to bring to that table, but um, yeah, let's look forward to Spider-Man. Spider-Man and Hawkeye are due. And if you want to tell us how stupid we are about this episode, Michael, how can they do that through social? <laughs> well, you know, we we have been trending pretty high in our episodes lately. We've been getting lots of listens, but uh, we're probably going to kill that this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you want to tell us uh, that we're idiots, please stop by Twitter or Instagram at Kybercast, or if Facebook is more your jam, then we have a page and a group at the Kybercast. Absolutely. And, you know, if you really want to help us out after listening to this episode and get more fine quality content like this particular episode, <laughs> make sure you tell your friends about the podcasts through any of the podcast catchers from Apple to Amazon to not quite the Facebook yet, but we I'll, I'll look into that, but pretty much all your podcatchers and the best way that you know that a new episode is coming is by doing what smashing that subscribe button. That's what smash it, it. totally destroy it. Um, but tell a friend that's the best way to, to, to help our podcast out. Or if you like go to uh, patreoncom slash Kybercast and help out the Kybercast team. That's Michael and I, uh, there's no team behind that uh, to getting this <laughs> podcast yet. going yet. There could be more. Absolutely. Uh, you can also go to our website, kybercast.com, and listen to the website or listen to the podcast there. You can also find some cool swag that we have on our website. Check out the uh, the shop over there. I've got a cool, I think it's cool, Kybercast t-shirt on right now. And, uh, you know, Christmas is coming and not a lot of people have inventory to sell things if you look at uh, the sites, but we have inventory of a lot of things from phone cases all the way through cups and shirts and all kind of cool stuff. So check that out. Um, Maybe next time we'll have our shit together and have a little bit better show, even though this was (laughs) kind of fun. (laughs) I think next episode, I mean, uh, I don't want to lock us in but i think uh, by the next episode i'll be done with squid game we can talk about that yeah for sure cool until then this is the way i have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway